Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Secret Cabinet. Hello and welcome to The Secret Cabinet. For Der Budla, I'm your humble translator, Travis Dow. And today, witnesses under witnesses, impotence on trial. In the 14th century, the leading theologians were in agreement that the main purpose of a marriage was to reproduce. So far, pretty unspectacular. Now, do you think the theologians had any idea what consequences they would cause with this little statement? Because, of course, the opposite conclusion is that in the case of uh, blocked reproduction, then the marriage must be obsolete. And so, consequentially, if a wife wanted to get rid of her husband, theoretically, she just had to go to the church courts saying the marriage was never consecrated and ask for an annulment as far as they could afford the court fees. Because the logic behind this was that the impotence of the husband saying the marriage was never consecrated to temptations that the neglected wife would seek out other men. And so they should get the opportunity to avoid these temptations through a divorce and new marriage. And in the beginning of the early modern period, like in the 16th and 17th centuries, a flood of these requests to the court, especially in France. If the accusing wife won, the husband was not just divorced and given a ban on marriage, but also had to pay a fine and give the dowry back to his parents-in-law. So there was a whole lot on the table. And the burden of proof was with the husband. Usually, he had to prove his ability to get an erection in front of the experts and midwives. That it happened at the accused home was probably only a small consolation. The auditors were supposed to wait in front of the bedroom until the accused called out that he was ready. Then the experts would enter the room where the candidate would throw back the covers and show his best piece to the judges and midwives. Squeamishly, the natural movement, and of course the ability for ejaculation, was all double-checked. No wonder that the candidate was under a little bit of 
pressure. And of, co- and of course, with so much at stake, often uh, his strength left him. The judges, on the other hand, were merciless. In one French investigation report, it said, We saw that he was able to be aroused as we entered, but not enough to accomplish a marriage. When we touched his swollen member, we found it too flaccid. This judgment was passed on to a certain Baron d'Argenton, who had, quote, no visible nadgers, but just a sack without any sovereignty that crept back into his body when he turned around so that nothing remained but his member. And even that was far smaller than is normal with men. And with somebody else, they found hemorrhoids, which had nothing to do with the matter at hand. But when one's already there, and some of the exasperated defendants tried to trick. So the Marquis de Gèvres ordered the gawking troop into his boudoir and tried to act out and sing his best to impress the auditors. Or just tried to bribe them. But usually it wasn't so easy, and the husband, who had failed the test, could only look forward to, in France, in the 16th and 17th century, a very public ending of the marriage. The accusing wife, on the other hand, also did not have any choice but to drop her claim or even have the same test done on her. And in this case, both parties would meet on a previously agreed upon terrain, like in the city bath. Both would first be checked for forbidden cheats, because it had already happened before, that men carried little bottles with blood in them to try to make it seem like the woman was losing her virginity. But after this was done, the male witnesses would discreetly go behind a separating wall, while the midwives would directly watch the happenings next to the bed. So the situation was relatively unromantic, Not to mention that obviously the married couple was fighting and obviously didn't go about it with a whole lot of enthusiasm. Because after all, the woman would lose the trial if the husband passed this test. And so, of course, there there was little tiffs and scorns. One quote from a French trial record. The man complained that his partner doesn't let him close to her and tries to stop his entering. His wife, on the other hand, counters the complaint and claims that he only stuck a finger in and through this way deflowered her and opened her. And after two hours of this sort of back and forth, the experts would inspect the battlefield by candlelight, check the bed, as well as the contestants, if a penetration had in fact taken place or not, and relayed their verdict. Since usually only noble women could afford this sort of trial, Every accusation and charge was, of course, an enjoyable public scandal. And so, at the trials in Paris in the 17th century, there was a real carnival. As, for example, in the case of the young nobleman René de Cordouan, Marquis de Langy, who says he had, in the age of 25 years, and had married the only 14-year-old Marie de Saint-Simon, Four years after the wedding, the wife accused him suddenly of not consecrating the marriage. It's suspected that she was egged on by her aunt and grandfather. The Marquis fell from the clouds. After arbitration failed, the Parliament demanded proof of the act, even though a doctor's examination of the wife already had shown that she was no longer a virgin. The preparations took two years. 
in which almost all of Paris didn't talk about hardly anything else. Bets were made on the outcome. Poetic, somewhat naughty songs regarding the couple and the Parisian women swooned, oh, if the Marquis would just prove it with me. The jury was made up of members of both parties and eventually out of five doctors, five nurses, five matrons, and 12 other persons like judges and lawyers, and two Protestant priests. Longhi, quite sure of himself, demanded that his wife bathe first so that she'd be clean and also wear her hair open so that she couldn't hide any talismans or amulets in her hairdo that would take him out of action through magic. A journalist reported, as he went to bed, the Marquis said, bring me 10 fresh eggs so that I might conceive a male. But he wasn't exactly, but there was no uh, stimulation there where there should have been. He sweated and had to change his shirt twice. The medicine which he had taken heated him. In his anger, he began to pray. That's not why you're here. His wife yelled at him, which he countered that he knew that he was not suited for marriage. And under the matrons was the old Madame Pez, named by court, 80 years old, who was apparently very busy, and from time to time peeked in to see what condition he was in. And she would go back to the experts to report, it's a great shame, he's not getting anywhere. And finally, as the time ran up, he was brought from the bed. I am ruined, he cried out as he rose up. His followers didn't dare raise their eyes, and most left him. His defeated attitude was not only understandable, if one believes the reports of the lawyers. The Marquise threw herself on her husband around his neck as he tried to hug her tenderly. She came at him with such rage that all the witnesses, but all the bacchants of the orgies of the antique, the Eumenides of Orest, that all the Maenads of Orpheus, in comparison to her, were simple novices when compared to her raging anger. Apparently, she must have brought in everything from teeth to fingernails to defend herself from him. The court declared in February 1659 that the Marquis, despite his guards and him being poisoned and thereby taking him out of the race, despite this, he was declared impotent and divorced and they forbade him to marry again. The Marquise they allowed, on the other hand, to marry again immediately, if she so wanted. They didn't have to tell her that twice, and just a few months later, she was married, and shortly thereafter, the mother of three daughters. Marquis Langi finally achieved, after a long judicial battle, to get the permission to marry again. And his second wife gave him seven children. According to an anecdote, he showed off with that later, where one would answer him, but sire, no one had ever doubted your wife. And 1677, finally, because of stories like this, France forbade such public shows of evidence. In the 18th century, accusations in front of German marriage courts was on the rise, but here also no public evidence was demanded. A simple doctor's examination sufficed. And there was also a time period of three years where the couple had to try to solve their problem on their own. And also a divorce wasn't declared anymore if the debitum conjugale had already been done. 
meaning it had already been consecrated, or if children already existed from this marriage. In this case, the married couple should just live together like brother and sister. If that didn't help, one could also try to investigate the root cause. Was it a maligned magic spell? If someone before the wedding had tied up a ring in bandages, or locked a padlock with a key, and then hidden it in an unreachable place, like in a well or thrown in a lake, then one first had to break this magic. Either by finding the magical artifact and destroyed it, or by urinating through the wedding ring before the, um, act. Now, if that doesn't get you in the mood, I also can't help you. And on that note, stay true. From Debudla, I'm your humble translator, Travis Dow, and until next time on The Secret Cabinet. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.